evening and welcome. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network at republicbroadcasting.org. Hour two of the broadcast here on this Monday, the 15th of January, 2024. I'm your host, Richard Carey, and this is Beyond the Official Narrative. And I have with me my regular Monday co-host, still Paul Edward Stevenson, and well, uh, I don't know. Did you have uh, any any comments uh, regarding the uh, the comments Chance was making there? And uh, well, I don't know. You, you you couldn't help but but point out how yeah you don't see this lasting even the quote uh, through the end of the year, Paul. Yeah, I don't think it will. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll see. You know, I, I mean, I just dug up a, a, the Times of Israel. Uh, from a year ago, rabbi with close Putin ties urges Russia to end war in Ukraine, offers to mediate. So, uh, you know, how, how time flies, you know, and uh, you have to wonder how many different factions are uh, disagreeing over how, how how this has been going thus far, uh, for that matter. But uh, I invited another uh, co-host, a colleague of ours, from RBN and, uh, well, for that matter, from, from Revision Media uh, uh, prior, uh, Mr. William Repillum, uh, to join us tonight, Paul, for the second hour. William, hey, thanks for being here. How hey. You doing? Hey, Richard. Um, hey, Paul. Good to be here with you. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, yeah, you sound very good. Great. Yeah, I have a new headset now, um, which sort of makes my echo, I think, irrelevant. So I don't have to plaster my wall with uh, boards that will rip my paint off. Yeah. Or whatever you call those things, these dampeners, sound dampeners. Uh, Good to hold. Yeah, maybe it'll have a use sometime down the line. But yeah, wow. Uh, Without that, then it's fantastic. A world of difference. You know, you'd think you were using uh, a different uh, setup in a different room. So, no, yeah, the mic headset made all the difference. And. I, I uh, want to know what you would like to say. I mean, we had calls from Charlie in Florida and Chance in West Virginia in the, the first hour, and you know we covered quite a bit, Paul and I as well. What would you like to comment on uh, that content before you know we we add anything, William? No, I don't have much to say. Um, I caught because uh, I just caught the very tail end. I wasn't able to tune in. Uh, to the hour before here, but I caught the tail end and I, I heard what Paul said, and it's actually it's just the, one of the truest statements, and that's that anything that Jews do is always counter to the natural order. And so they are the enemies of humanity, and uh, it's no longer okay to be Jewish anymore. Is what my is kind of what my conclusion I've come to now, because if you identify as Jewish, you're really identifying with a satanic cult that is anti-humanity and so they want to go around and anybody who calls them out is a anti-semite and a holocaust denier and yada 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 or whatever i say it's not okay to be jewish anymore okay so that's where i'm going with it so just stop being jewish um and take on a new identity 
you know, start working against the anti-human agenda of the Jews. And uh, maybe that sounds radical or whatever. It's not radical. It's just a thing that needs to happen. It's going to happen in humanity. Humanity is no longer going to tolerate it anymore. Humanity is going to rid itself of this disease um, just naturally. By a natural, it's not calling for violence or anything. This is just what's going to happen because Judaism and we could see, you know, I mean, if anybody isn't completely disgusted with uh, what's what's happening in Gaza right now at this point and hasn't woken up at this point, you know, they're kind of part of the problem too. You know, mm-hmm. um, and we have these neocons that are, in my opinion, worse than the left. To be honest with you, I'm almost like when I watch these people like Nikki Haley, who basically is the left. I mean, the the right is the left, the left is the right. It doesn't even. There's no real distinction anymore it's just a fake dialectic it's you know it's uh it's you know and then now they're able to talk about you know don't people think there's a political solution right or they think there's a uh you can vote your way out of it no you it's taken a long time you know i mean i'll be honest i i probably <laughs> if trump gets on the ticket right I'll probably still be tempted to, to to go vote for him, but the problem with that is that you you participate, and this is something I learned recently that you end up participating in that, um, you know that that completely, uh, well you participate in that system that you don't want to be a part of, and you sort of, I, I don't know if it's just a matter of like spiritually legitimizing it or you actually. Uh, and I have to do a little more research on this, but um, you you actually make yourself uh, a par- part and parcel to it. So now you're subject to. It's kind of like saying, like if you if you wanted to, uh, I should probably stop talking about it because I don't really know what I'm saying. But it's just it, it has to do with the becoming a national versus become being citizen. It's like legitimizing, saying I'm a citizen and I I validate these criminal this criminal enterprise here. Um, now I know there's not like another alternative yet, so that's what that's what that's what has to happen is to come up with that and just come you know there has to be some kind I don't know um, building up of uh, of uh, of like in your local community uh, looking for opportunities talk to your neighbors uh, you know I was. I, I'm gonna. I need to prepare my my mind to take advantage of those little opportunities. I, I was riding my my bike up the street, my dog, uh, a couple days ago, and there was a guy who looked like Aaron Lewis. You know that guy who, <laughs> who sings that song, "My the Only One," and he was like, "Hey, good morning. How you doing?" And I'm like, "Oh, how you doing?" And I was like, "How's it going?" And I, but I just kept going. I could have stopped and go, "Hey," you know, probably started a conversation, and and you know, and then if you if it seems right, it leads to like you know. Shit's gonna hit the fan. Oh, excuse me, excuse my language, but things are gonna hit the fan soon. And uh, well, what, what's your take? And I don't know. You know, it's like we need to kind of, you know, we need to have like a strong community, you know, in our local area here for when that happens, because we're gonna need each other. Right now, everybody's all atomized. So, um, so I'm looking for those little opportunities. There was another, you know, there's another neighbors that I had a chance to talk to, and so. That's my advice, I guess. If I was going to give advice to people, look for those little opportunities to uh, to build up the new community. You know? Nice. No, a lot of good, a lot of good points there. 
I have a couple other callers I see in the queue. One has been uh, on hold for a little bit, so I'd like to try to take him. Uh, Dan in Washington. Hey, how you doing tonight, Dan? What's on your mind? Uh, well, he was talking about South Africa, but uh, real quick on Chance's point, you know, what, what I'm noticing, uh, I'm not going to participate, and it's because I've seen this for decades now, and, uh, and they're doing the same thing in Europe where uh, they'll have the left wing attack white people. Uh, so, like the lady that said, or the whoever said Ireland's too full of white people, and then uh, so it's intentionally to piss us off. So then you'll vote for the other side because you think somehow they're going to stick up for you, but they never do. <laughs> At least here in America, like the Republicans never just defend white people, right? You know, uh, after all the drama. Uh, of Trump and all that stuff. I mean, it's pretty amazing to see. But I think they got that same strategy in Europe now, too, where it's just they're going to have radical left-wingers attack white people or attack Germans or whatever, and then they're not going to ever defend them, you know? Well, fortunately, fortunately, Dan, uh, we have Paul Stevenson here tonight uh, to comment on that regarding Europe. What would you say, Paul? Yeah, I mean, it's the same thing as happening in America as it's happening here, Richard. Yeah, yeah, that pretty much confirms it for you, Dan. I don't know if there's something else. Yeah, like well, to direct- the, the main, I knew someone from South, or no, they were actually from Rhodesia, and I went to call her. Mm-hmm. Oh, Zimbabwe. They were talking about they were in college in the States, it was a, a girl. I always wonder what happened to her because she said the farmers were starting to put machine guns up on their houses <laughs> to protect because uh, they had that one guy take over. But it's it's a uh, it, it's hard to say. You had the Boer Society, which I think they were farmers, and then you had the Boer War, and I've just realized. You know, capitalism, I'm starting to just think capitalism is the problem. Or you, you, we've, we've had this ruling elite that seem, seems to always pop up who has no loyalty to their race, and they're just making money off cheap labor or whatever. Well, uh, many say we've never well, we, had... We've had that problem. We've, we've, well, you we've know, never we had, had true capitalism. You know, we always have... Uh, you know, small and mid-sized businesses pushed out by what become monopolies uh, right. with the strongest connections to the you know the, the biggest banker money men, frankly. And so you know, we, we've always had what winds up being a so-called crony capitalism. And uh, I mean, you know, there's there's not I don't know anything we've seen with the socialist uh, agendas lean more toward. I mean, I don't know. It certainly worked for a while in national socialism with Germany, but I mean, we have more communist-leaning types uh, over here in the West these days who push for, you know, anything uh, communal, if you will. Well, he, he, even here, uh, before Reagan, before the 1980s, they taxed the upper, the billionaire class twice as much. 
And we didn't have the mass immigration yet. We didn't have, you know, not socialism, but when you end up with this kind of brutal capitalist society, it ends well, up it ends up destroying you because you end up shipping all these people in it. You can see how it happened to Brazil. It happened to Cuba, or not Cuba, Jamaica, like all these countries. So I, I kind of don't feel sorry for South Africa. I do in a way, but it's like, that's what happens when you don't want to do your own work, you know? <laughs> I mean, it's just pretty clear. Well, they have a history to go by, you know? You know, I, I mean, Chris Hinckley uh, last week was uh, talking about these experiments that were done with mice uh, or rats. I think they used like 500 at least for their experiment, like this big utopia uh, where plenty of, of food, no need to compete for anything, then uh, tried to assess you know, what they could derive, project for, toward humans from that as well, basically. But I mean, when, when, when it, I don't know, everything degenerated, you know, um, because there was no incentive for competition. Uh, you know, well, being given too much of everything. Did. Now, I'm not, I, yeah, yeah, not, I, in, I'm not in, saying go full communist. I'm oh, I know. I, and I'm saying, and, the, and I'm saying, well, Dan, Dan, let me finish. Let me finish. I mean, right. I think that in the Third Reich, I think in a National Socialist Germany, uh, in the Third Reich, they, they did still have incentives, uh, healthy meritocracy, but were taking care of the, uh, the, the, the people. And well, because you, there you was such a cohesion. Up. Out of the Hold racial on, cohesion, cultural cohesion added right. to the potential for that. But there is always yeah. a danger uh, with socialist systems for uh, what I'm what talking I'm about saying, that happened. Is, past. You should let someone finish their sentences, Dan, before you add, okay? Well, okay, now go ahead, go please. Changing the whole subject, you know? So, I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm saying is you don't have to go to those extremes. You can look at England in the 1970s. You can look at Sweden 20 years ago. Well, I'm not, I'm not changing the subject. I'm just oh. pointing out exactly that that you need a happy medium, but you have to take all these things into consideration. That's all. Let's let's hear from our our, our the other people we have here. Uh, William, would you like to add something? Anyway, kind of kind of lost. <laughs> but capitalism gone astray so you know i mean you either regulate it or get rid of it chris hinkley has no good ideas other than just be ron paul and say government's bad and he's been wrong a lot of things well, i don't i don't need wait we don't need to change like this to you know a critique on a specific host that's that was not my intent so let's not do that let's not go that direction dan okay that's right. not there's no need for that you know but uh, I don't All know, right, well, William. William, what are your thoughts? Uh, you, you've so certainly, you certainly, well, yeah. And you don't have to rush off, but I just, I just want you to, you know, let let, let people finish their thoughts, and then they'll find time for you to add something. You know, are you, okay? He's he. I guess he dropped. Well, let's go to Joe in Florida. Joe, welcome. What's on your mind? Hey, Richard and William and Paul. Good to hear my brothers tonight. Yeah, hey, actually, Paul Paul just had an issue with his Wi-Fi uh, a couple minutes ago, so he had to drop off. But uh, William is still here. and um, oh. I'm sorry I missed Paul. Maybe he can join again. I don't know. But it's great to hear you guys, because I actually wanted to ask 
call a question. You referenced it before, uh, Richard. Um, this story about the U.S. and the U.K. retaliation firing missiles into Yemen. Now, uh, and Paul, if he ever if he came back on, he would confirm this. Uh, just when I thought we had the most inane, brain dead uh, UK politician ever in that Liz Truss. Remember the, the the Prime Minister for like a hot minute. She was. She turned out to be like totally brain dead. You have this Defense Minister, and you read the story earlier. Uh, Grant Shapps. I don't know how, how do you say his name. Shapps. S H A P P S. So this guy comes on mm-hmm. today. There's a, there's a clip today saying, so in other words, he's talking about the U.S. and the U.K. retaliation of strikes in Yemen, right? But then he wants to promote the idea. It's insane, right? That somebody could be in power that actually is this brain dead. He wants to promote the idea that the Houthis and their actions in the Gulf of Aden there have absolutely nothing to do with the genocide of Palestinians that the terrorist Jews are doing in Israel, right? I mean, those are my words, right? But he wants to pretend that, oh, the Houthis, they're just like, they're just firing at ships, oh, just because that's what they do. And he says, well, after all, uh, I'm quoting, he says, after all, uh, that gulf over there is 2,600 kilometers away from Israel. (laughs) I mean, which... I'm sure it's true, right? But is this sort of the level of stupidity in the U.K.? But we obviously have them here. But they think they're going to convince people that what the Houthis have been doing, which is obviously from the beginning an attempt to, to you know, def- you know strike at Israel and, and the U.K. and the U.S., the whole uh, axis of evil, I guess we can call them, right? Uh, and their bloodthirsty genocide against Palestinians by bombing these ships. And they've been very successful at it, right? They're really doing a, a thing. So this defense minister says, oh, well, you know, the, 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 that Gulf is 2,600 kilometers away from Israel, so it has absolutely nothing to do with it. To me, it's like, oh, so they're trying to make us believe, right, that they're not really retaliating and ratcheting up the war uh, in 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 uh, the war in in Palestine in Israel, uh, they're just doing some you know they're, they're defending. That's they use that word. They're defending against economic attack. Uh, I don't know if you saw that, Richard. Um, well, no. Thanks for sharing uh, that update, uh, William. Uh, how would you like to respond? Um, well, I don't know if he's talking about David Cameron. A British politician uh, served as a foreign secretary uh, since 2023. Um, he used to be the prime minister of the UK from 2010 to 2016. I'm just looking at the Wikipedia because I just saw a video of him, and he was questioned on the BBC or something. I don't remember the media, but he was questioned as to uh, something he said, and then he it sounded like it was counter to supporting, uh, you know, 100% supporting. Uh, these uh, these uh, demonic Jews over in Israel um, in their genocide against the Palestinians. Obviously, they don't call it that. Um, they call it the yeah. opposite. And he comes out and says, you know, he just does the typical uh, Shabos Goy shill, shilling that 
uh, Israel is a democracy and they have the rule of law, you know, and total ignorance of uh, of the Bolshevism, the Bolshevik tactics, the torture of the Palestinians is taking place, the, what they do to them over there, and trying to play it off like Israel is some democracy uh, that uh, has a rule of law, you know, I mean, it's just, it's just disgusting. I, I wouldn't want to be one of these uh, shills that were probably flown to Epstein Island and most likely and are totally compromised and uh you know just just imagine what hell life would be uh being one of these people unless they're just are completely soulless and they don't care and you know they just uh they just uh you know they just they'd enjoy all their accolades and their perks of their riches which they do i guess yeah. uh so yeah. you know yeah no, I, I actually I did see that, and I I saw that story too. It's, it's I was referring to the defense minister, but you're exactly right. David Cameron, the former prime minister, who is a, I guess he's a lord now. Wow, well, he got a promotion because he destroyed the UK so well. Now they call him Lord Cameron, right, David Cameron? But yeah, the, the outrageous come. He says, "Oh, it's nonsense to think that." Uh, you're right. He's he's trying to say, well, you know, Israel's democracy and Israel's all this garbage, and therefore, uh, what we're supposed to like pretend? You know, who are you going to believe, me or your lying eyes? Right? We haven't seen them uh, slaughtering. Uh, I think the numbers more than twenty five thousand people now, civilians. But um, yeah, after I saw that story too. With, there's also the defense minister. But Richard, I wanted to say something. I mean, before you were talking about World War Three, about the idea and oh, it may be happening. I have to say, I, I don't. I, it brings me no pleasure. But I'm going to have to disagree with you, and it actually doesn't bring me any pleasure. It even point does. I think we're in World War Three. I think it's already started. Now tonight we have this news, and you said some of it, but these now talk about retaliation, right? You've got Iran uh, with a retaliatory strike. And they've struck, you mentioned Erbil, right? Okay, which is in Iraq. But what's in Erbil? By the way, it's interesting, the information I saw earlier. A Mossad training camp in that part of Iraq, which is like a, a, a controlled by the Kurds, right? The Kurds are kind of like the the, the secret of their, I think they're really Jewish. I think they're secret Israelis. You know, there's an alliance between the Kurds and Israel. So this is where Iran has struck tonight in Erbil, but also in Iraq uh, and then also in Syria. So uh, the reason why I say, unfortunately, I think we're is because now we're into this endless cycle of retaliatory strikes. But I will say, I think I'd like to give Iran credit because they're very, very smart. Whatever all the propaganda we get fed about Iran, the fact is they're very smart. So the question is, wait a minute, the average American, if you see that, well, Iran doesn't have a retaliatory strike, right? But where have they struck? Well, the fact is, where they struck is, guess where? ISIS command centers and, like, uh, Mossad-controlled centers. So if you're looking at this, the average dumb goy American, you say, oh, Iran is restriking us. Oh, they're striking against ISIS. At some point, you have to say, wait a minute, <laughs> if Iran is striking against ISIS, then what does that say about us, right? This is a retaliatory strike against the U.S., and the way they very smartly made their move is they're attacking ISIS. 
Why? I mean, fill in the blank here because ISIS is controlled and run and created by the U.S. and Israel. Okay, so all the kind of crazy uh, nonsense that we keep hearing about. Oh, ISIS. How is that going to be reported in American media? You think they're going to get to the bottom of that? But maybe if somebody ha- have a minute to think about that. When Iran retaliates against the United States, they're attacking ISIS. Oh, very yeah, interesting. Oh, yeah, yeah. And and the, the bigger point about that, I, I'll just make real quickly, is that this retaliatory strike is for the strike that the U.S. did on the Soleimani Memorial. Remember it was two weeks ago? So this is a smart, mm-hmm. you know, there's, there's so many retaliations now going on, right? This is not for yeah. the Houthi attacks. This is for the retaliatory strike for the Soleimani anniversary, but it was I, a smart one. I could one. see that. Yeah. No, I mean, that's yeah. really what it is. You know, and yeah. it's a smart yeah, but as way far to as, attack. It is. It is a smart way to to, uh, to go about it, uh, attacking ISIS. I, I must say, on the World War Three comment, though, I mean, in terms of, I mean, okay, if people are thinking of World War Three to qualify as World War Three from an American perspective, because America sees itself as the right. center of the universe, uh, just like in World Wars One and Two, the U.S. with others were uh, fighting major superpowers. So if we don't have a situation culminating where we're in some major war with Russia and China, I don't know if it would qualify as World War Three to some. But some out there are already referring to it as like World War Three. Oh, here's what happened most recently in our World War Three, like regarding the Red Sea developments and. Sure, we have all these different things going on, and so many players on the world stage are are already involved in these different conflicts. Does everyone see, obviously, how they're all related uh, to each other or to at least some of the main agendas? You know, these uh, economic factions on the planet uh, basically are are, um, divided over, uh, uh, competing for, uh, you know, as far as, uh, you know, I mean... It's future economic and uh, border uh, decisions, mostly, just like the other wars. But, William, uh, perhaps you could have a better comment and add to those points. Uh, no, actually, I, I don't really. It's pretty good. Well, R- yeah, Richard, let me, let me, can I just say, I agree with you about this thing, because World War Three is... It's become a bit of a cliche or a politicized term. What I'm really talking about is we have to see what's really happening. The, the retaliation is happening every day now. It's getting worse and worse. Um, so, I mean, I think I agree, but I'm just trying to say that we have to sort of... The way the media sometimes reports this is like, oh, it's totally unrelated. Like the U.K. defense minister wants us to believe that the Houthis are doing their actions. It has nothing to do with Israel. Oh, they just like to shoot people in Israel. No, their motivation is because there's a genocide of Palestinians going on, and the Houthis are fighting on behalf of the Palestinians. Uh, but I, I did want to say, and William, by the way, Thank you for saying what you said earlier. I, I think it's really a key point, and it's important to say this. That phrase that you use, and that's helpful to me, enemies of humankind, right? St. Paul says the Jews are the enemy of mankind, of the entire human race. And actually, despite their desperate, frantic attempts that happen in every way, right, they're just being exposed, okay? And they cannot quit, they cannot cover up their act behavior 
fast enough for people to ignore it. And I do think it's it's above the political system, right? You know, I'm I'm with you. I I, I also feel like, well, you know, who else would you vote for but Trump? But then if you get caught into the political game, you kind of miss I think at this moment in history, things are beyond this kind of red team versus blue team. And we also have to be understanding that there's a new dynamic happening. There's a whole new there's a whole new paradigm shifting, which is, are you in favor of humans or are you against humans, right? And the people who are leading the war against humans are these Jews. Well, stick around. Uh, great great stick point, around. sir. Joe. Yeah, stick around, Joe, for the uh, other side if you can. We'll hear from William after that. We'll be right back, folks. The truth. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Real news, real talk, real people. Because you can handle the truth. Do you begin to smell some funky little things going on? Let me share this story with you. It's not so much a story, it's something I wrote years ago. Read your history, people. Stock markets collapse on Friday. Bank seizures, closures, holidays take place after business hours on Friday. Do currencies or governments also collapse on Friday? (laughs) Tomorrow's Friday. Will the end come on this Friday or will the inevitable collapse hold off for a while? The next round of the worst financial crisis in a hundred years is coming, people. And the government is out to make you and I pay for it. Will your savings survive a global banking wipeout? What happens when the U.S. sees hyperinflation? What if taxes soar not only for the rich? Can you survive the stock market tanks? Look, between a stock market wipeout, waves of bank failures, soaring government spending that will lead to hyperinflation and the destruction of the dollar's value, isn't it time that you prepare for the uncertainty which lies ahead? Protect your money now or forever kiss it goodbye. My friends, I offer you over six decades experience of hard asset ownership and knowledge. And I'm prepared to handle the smallest detail in the balanced protection of your portfolio. For as the future of uncertainty continues to blanket this nation of ours, I believe that I can offer you the privacy, safety, security, and possibly some profitability which you deserve. And so I invite you to visit SierraMondrePreciousMetals.com for further information regarding protecting your wealth. Or call me, Jeffrey Bennett, at 602-799-8214. Or by email at LTD at Cox.net for a private consultation. Once again, our phone number is 602-799-8214. It's almost Friday. Here's some interesting news. Due to all the recent claims about possible nuclear wars, viruses, solar flares, and civil unrest, people are scrambling to prepare and stockpile food. But the one thing out of reach for many is an underground bunker. Until now. Because you can now have a 3D printed underground bunker in just one day. An excavator digs a hole in your backyard and 3dbunkers.com shows up in a small truck and sets up their 3D printer under a tent completely undetected. They can print as many rooms as you want 
want at a fraction of the cost compared to traditional metal bunkers. 3D Bunkers uses polymer concrete, which is five times stronger than regular cement. YouTube 3DBunkers.com and watch the video. The creators of 3D Bunkers is looking for a business partner that can help bring this technology to the world. And we need to protect our way of life without living in fear. Contact Brad at 3DBunkers.com for more details or visit 3DBunkers.com. We are back, folks, beyond the official narrative here on Republic Broadcasting. Richard Carey here with William Repillum, and we have Joe in Florida on the line. Uh, William, so uh, I don't know, how would you like to respond to Joe? Uh, about what specifically? Anything you like. Uh, but I, I mean, as far as what's been going on, uh, with opinion, uh, world opinion of Jews uh, with their uh, treatment of the Gazans, I mean, it, it, it certainly is taking a toll on things internationally. Israeli officials every day, we're hearing, admitting that this real goal is to ethnically cleanse Gaza of Palestinians so Israel can take the land. Uh, Gaza's war is, of course, expanding. They're considering the the Houthi strongholds in Yemen and expansion of uh, the Gaza war. Uh, U.S. and U.K. warplanes have been bombing over there. Pro-Palestinian rioters nearly breached the White House, the White House gate, in, in a clash with police. And uh, just like the January Sixers, Sixers, I'm sure that they uh, they'll be dealt with uh, strongly. You know, uh, as as opposed to if it was like BLM and then. Well, it would be okay, right? But I don't know. I'm not sure. Now, the first one, <laughs> what, what happened with the uh, first set of protesters that went in there and uh, in the Capitol and were far more uh, violent, or at least as violent, uh, so-called violent, as uh, the January 6th. I mean, that was all an absolute sham. I was just uh, catching up on some news and stuff, listening to uh, Robert Ravel's show, and uh, uh, Tucker Carlson actually had a... a an expert on the whole January 6th thing on. And of course, Tucker Carlson was taking the uh, kind of like skeptical, like, okay, so you say, and you claim that, you know, and it was this almost like Tucker Carlson was like, this is new information to me you know, uh, about the January 6ers. But I just think he was trying to frame it in a way that, you know, because he's Tucker Carlson. So he has to frame it in a way that makes it gives him plausible deniability to being part and parcel to, Supporting the terrorists. He wants to seem neutral. He wants to seem neutral. Right. And, and, and in a journalistic sense, uh, you know, there's some merit to that. Um, you know, if you, if you don't sound like you're coaching anyone, there's, there's their accounts on your uh, networks can have a more powerful effect. Uh, it could be su suggested as well, I suppose. 
I mean, all I know is Epoch Times was claiming that there were actual clashes between protests, protesters uh, and riot police uh, regarding, uh, you know, the current pro-Palestinian uh, thing. And, I mean, you know, you could see that if it's, if it's anti-Israel, uh, anti-Jew, well then, uh, the gloves are off. And, uh, but, yeah, no, I didn't look into it too much, but this was just something Zero Hedge had from Epoch Times, and I just thought I'd bring it up. But no, anything you want to mention from what you know, we, uh, we caught from Robert, I caught Robert Rabel's show as well. Uh, feel welcome, uh, William and, and uh, Joe. But I'll, I'll, turn, I'll turn it back to Joe, uh, since he's yeah. still here. Yeah, well, what, what else would you like to add at this point, Joe? Yeah, well, actually, um, just continuing on that other idea, which I think it all ties it together. So now we're into a spiral of retaliation upon retaliation. What I was saying before was now people are not even know what are you retaliating for, right? Whereas we have the we have the U.S. and the U.K. bombing uh, Yemen, right? And then tonight Iran is bombing uh, in areas which are you know against the U.S. They're bombing ISIS. Yeah, put the two and two together, but that's a retaliation. So people have to be get your retaliation straight, right? Okay, so, but that retaliation against. Uh, the U.S. is for the attack on Soleimani's memorial where they murdered, it was like almost 100 people, you know, bombing people who were there for an anniversary marking the, the death, the assassination of Soleimani, the, the very loved uh, Iranian general. Uh, but I, I, it's interesting because very slowly, and I've been saying this since this whole October 7th thing started, it's like the boiling frog, right? So it looks, I mean, this is part of the reason why I say we're in World War Three tonight, right? I think we've been going into it, but it's more clear to me tonight. It's because what are we at now? Okay, so I don't know, is it the Houthis where you're retaliating, whatever? Oh, we're retaliating against Iran, and then, and then Iran's going to attack us. What is that? That's the war that the satanic psychopath, uh, mass murderer, Benjamin Netanyahu, has been pushing for and lobbying for for 25, 30 years. This perfidious Jew would, knows that he's losing this war in Gaza, okay? He knows that. I mean, they, I saw a report where there's like a much higher number of Israeli uh, soldiers that were killed, and they're keeping that secret. Uh, so they haven't had a plan except to exterminate Palestinians, uh, from the beginning, and they're pretending, oh, they have this really uh, smart plan. They don't have a plan. They have Jewish vengeance against Palestinians. There, it's a psychopath plan, right? So now, what's his exit? What's what's been uh, Nazi Yahoo's uh, exit plan? Get the dumb Goyim in America to fight his war against Iran that he's been lobbying for for 30 years. And so, little by slowly, look, here we are tonight where it's like, oh, yeah, well, we're just retaliating and retaliating. Guess what? We are facing a war in Iran now. And the thing that gets me really angry is, look, if we had a real legitimate, I'm not one of these pacifists, right? If we had a legitimate attack or, or something from Iran against the United States, I'd be all for defending ourselves. But we're being tricked into another Jewish war by these evildoers. Why on earth would we want to fight the Jews' war against Iran? 
uh, and somehow we're going to see Fox News and uh, they're all going to be united. Oh, no, of course, we have to defend ourselves. We have to retaliate. But little little by, you know, it's like the boiling frog. All of a sudden, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, we're in World War Three against the rare another uh, against Iran, another war for the Jews. What do you think? Yeah, hey, William. Yep, it's uh, disgusting. I was looking at, look what's going on in Sweden right now. So, you know, um, the Cheka and the NKVD and the, the whatever, the Russian, the uh, <coughs> the GPU. It started out as the GPU when they first uh, Bolshevism happened, right? There was four of them. There was the GPU, then there was the Cheka, then there was the NKVD. The Cheka was, uh, I think, was in the 20s, and then uh, that was, they were especially bloodthirsty, bloody. And then over the NKVD, you had Gangrich Yagoda. Uh, and then, and then you had the KGB after World War II, I, after Stalin, I guess. But um, so now, what, what's happened is you have NATO. So NATO is essentially like the, uh, uh, well, it's like uh, the re uh, reassigned to a an international conglomerate of NKV or Cheka, right? We'll just call it Cheka. And uh, so now they they just amass countries and countries join NATO and it's like when a country joins NATO we got Sweden and, and you know, Finland's joined NATO now it's another one the Sweden now to join NA, uh, NATO and uh, how horrible because they want to join NATO so that they can put the you know so they kill more what brave uh, white males and have them have another brothers war with Russia so it's like you know get rid of the Jews uh, their their primal enemies you know the Teutonic Knights. Right, because there's going to be a lot of uh, in the history, uh, a thousand years ago or however long it was, uh, the Teutonic Knights that populated, uh, you know, that area of uh, of uh, you know northern northwestern um, Russia um, in those those kind of areas where you know you have like the uh, the, the the white German Germanic uh, people, and so you know it's just the Jews. Just you know, these countries. You have these leaders in these countries, like uh, this 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 leader of, uh, I think. Uh, well, um, uh, Paul said the guy's name was uh, Leo. I'm, I'm getting Leo Varadkar here. Varadkar. Yeah, Varadkar. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah the Irish. So how do you? Yeah. Is he, is he actually Irish? He looks half, maybe half white, half Indian. Well, <laughs> yeah, when he is. Uh, pardon me, but this guy, this is the uh, homosexual, right? Yeah, he's, he's gay. Right, yeah. uh, Prime Minister of, of Ireland, right? And he's Indian, right. okay? So, <laughs> I mean, wait, wait. by the way, oh, you know, so he is like... Only a, in a Jewish know, war world. Does he say he has a partner or a husband, right, who I've seen is actually an Irish citizen? So, I mean, I guess, does that mean he's Irish by injection? Oops, I said it. Anyway, but here's the thing. Who is this guy who's a sodomite and an Indian who claims to be the Taoiseach or the Prime Minister of Ireland? Yeah. Well, what about him? He's as if he represents Ireland, right? No, yeah, exactly. Well, no, he represents the Jews. So the Jews need to destroy Ireland and every other white country. So, um, the, you know, I guess I'm going to jump to a, what's the most compelling question? When are the Jews going to pull the plug on the economy and then everybody's uh, properties become totally worthless or, you know, half of what they were or whatever, right? We know they can't. I, I mean, when do you think it's going to happen? And there's been some discussion about it. Maybe it's going to happen this year. But I, uh, 
And I, I've heard some pretty good arguments. I one from David Scorpio that they don't want to do it this year. And the main reason is we need to get that through the election first. Then the Jews are going to destroy, you know, pull the plug on the economy, let the American people go through the most worst time in their entire history. You know, possible, uh, I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's unfathomable stuff, right? People looting yeah. and uh, breaking into people's homes. Um, you know, at that point, they'll deploy their um, their army of migrants that they've amassed here to, you know, do the dirty work for them. Um, so it, as we try to navigate through this whole mess, you know, I, I don't mean to switch subjects, and I actually don't want to, but I just wanted to just bring it back to a point of what is the most poignant, like, uh, pertinent question right now that you know we need to uh, be uh, bracing ourselves for. Um, we're in unprecedented times, but they already know what their timeline plan is, right? I'm sure they make adjustments here and there, um, and they can't help but come out and blab away about it because they like to brag. Um, and so I'm just wondering, uh, you know, as, as they put leaders like this Leo Varadkar in an ethnic uh, Irish country, an ethnic European country, and then he says the country's too white. Um, <laughs> and then you try to Google it. If you look it up on Google, right, uh, you know, I Googled uh, uh, Leo, uh, well, okay, Leo Barak. I thought that's what it, Leo Varadkar, Ireland, too many whites in Ireland. Okay, the first thing, nothing comes up about that. <laughs> nothing comes up. Oh, wait. Okay, yeah, there's the WF's Leo Varadkar, like the fifth link, fourth link down. Leo Varadkar says, Ireland is very white and need to change because become more diverse. Right? And it's probably <laughs> propaganda about, you know, whatever. I don't know. But Canada I mean, free press. Oh, maybe it's not. I don't know. I'm no, just going to by the seat of my pants over here with, with this one. But uh, so go ahead, Joe. No, no, I, I agree with you. It's, it's preposterous. Uh, but the good thing is that, so, you know, I guess I'll always be the hopeful one. And and I focus on this. I've heard that, uh, and there's a uh, commentator, you know, Gemma O'Doherty, she's, she's actually reporting that there is a kind of an underground movement that's happening in Ireland where people are beginning to wake up. They've really been kind of fooled by the the, the Google and Jewish takeover of Ireland and changing their laws but i people are beginning to say wait a minute this this is not this is not irish right and there's there's rebellions every day they're they're trying to import uh, f uh, people from all over the world some parts of ireland look like they're like some part of nigeria um and and they're pushing back but and and what i would say in terms of your answer your question about what's that we have to focus on i think that there is a point of hope, and that is what I was saying before, that their, their attempt, Jewish attempts, Jewish global sort of media attempts and the, and the politicians that they own, it's failing almost as quickly as they're putting out their BS stories. Uh, and my example is this whole thing with these college campuses uh, where you have these huge, huge uh, uh, demonstrations in favor of... Uh, 
freedom for Palestinians, right, against the genocide being committed by the Jews. Now, even a year ago, would anybody have imagined that all these wokesters, these people that that are psychotic on one level, they don't know what gender they are, and, oh, you know, Black Lives Matter and Antifa, that those people would be spearheading this very, very big movement in this country. So that I don't think there's anybody under the age of 25 who doesn't see this genocide and is out, is not outraged by it. And, you know, it's causing havoc. It's upending, like, in the Democrat Party. I don't think they're even saying it, but this Biden character, the, the Biden entity, he can't go anywhere without getting protests. Have you noticed this? Everywhere he goes where they think, oh, he's going to have it. Even in South Carolina, or was it a week ago? You know, these crooked Democrats, they set up their primary system this year where they're, they're going to put South Carolina first because they know he can't get votes anywhere. So he goes, uh, Biden, they sent him to this black church in South Carolina. Talk about that's going to be a win, right? It's, it's already set up. How could he possibly get a bad reception there in a black church in South Carolina, right? But, oh, wait a minute. He's interrupted. It makes the news all over the world. Protesters shouting, cease fire now. How dare you support this genocide in Gaza? Now, I probably disagree with almost everything else those protesters say, but they're upending it. And I think that's, like, to me, it's a hand of God in, in, in the way he works in history, because that's like, you know, Dr. E. Michael Jones says, the cunning of reason. And it's like, wait a minute, the evil that you intend, these Jews, right, they think, they literally think they can get away with slaughtering 25,000 Palestinians, and no one's going to hold them accountable. Uh, you know, God has another plan. That's my that's my answer to that question. Yeah, Joe. Um, you know, they've gotten away with so much. I mean, look what they've gotten away with. They they just have so much confidence in everything they can get away with. But there's got to be a breaking point. Humanity has to have an immune response at some point. Uh, they have the whole world under in a in a chokehold. So it's uh, it's it's interesting to see, but you know, I mean, sometimes you know, if you watch uh, if you watch Ultimate Fighting, uh, you can see sometimes uh, some guys are able to slip out of the chokehold, right? And uh, you know, uh, we're now we're watching a death match, right, between the Jews and humanity. The Jews are trying to exterminate humanity, like like they claim was trying to be done to the, them. They would rather instead of take responsibility for the the horrors that they've committed. Um, and then say, okay, let's go from here. Uh, we'll help you, um, humanity, get back. You know, to you know, we, we screwed things up so badly. So now we're going to help you um, get back to. Uh, obviously, this is a pipe dream, and demons probably will never um, get to do to do this. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Let's kick it to Richard. See what. He's got. Well, no, I mean. You both make a lot of good points, and really, we yeah, we have to start taking a a more offensive stance, perhaps, toward not tolerating this this Jewish supremacy, this control, you know, of our of our, of our nations, our cultures, and our future, really. Because at this point, especially for white people, I mean, we are uh, faced with extinction if the trends continue uh, the way these people have engineered them. And they have engineered them that way, and it's working very efficiently so far. So yeah, 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 yeah. I agree, and 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 I yeah. will say 
You, you, that's what we have to do. We have to keep talking about it, right, to exposing Jewish power. What Paul earlier in the show referenced something, and it made me think of something. He talked about, and I credit him, I actually agree with him, that uh, I, I, it, it's probably time to do away with the nation of Israel, okay? Now, I'm not talking about violence, or I'm talking about that. So even like a year ago or five years ago, the idea that, that the, somebody would even discuss this as a realm of possibility, but Paul said earlier, he's, he openly said that, and I think it's true. I think that people are actually beginning to hear discussions, and in the international community, the subject of, how do you solve this problem? <laughs> how do you solve a problem like Maria? How do you solve a problem with these Jews, right, who, after all, let's remember the history, right? They were kicked out of 109 countries or more, right? Why? Because they're causing problems wherever they go, right? So what's the solution? Oh, let's give them their own country. Now, since nobody else can tolerate them, let's give them their own country. Well, guess what? 75-year experiment of giving them their own country, that's failed, too. So, I mean, they've, they've literally brought the world to the brink of total destruction. That's my opinion. I, I think we're really on the brink of World War III, not to be a, a black pillar. But so the question becomes, wait a minute, are you going to sit by and allow these people to destroy the world and turn everybody against themselves? Or are we going to do something like say, you know what, nah, that experiment about Israel, that, that doesn't work anymore. Let's disband you. Let's disperse you. To all over the world, and maybe that'll be easier to handle. Yeah, well, I don't know, Mozambique, or let's let's put them in some place. Didn't they want to go to Madagascar originally? Let's put them there. Yeah, Joe, great points, especially, like, does Israel have the right to exist? No, absolutely not. I mean, God, how can you say Israel has the right to exist? What a disgusting, horrible thing to think, or ever to, uh, to, ever to say. Anybody who says Israel has the right to exist is a disgusting shill, and you yeah, know you yeah. should be uh, you should be held accountable for you know supporting a this, the the most heinous kind of criminal behavior ever existed on this planet. So right. that right. being well, said, well, that being said, yeah. but it depends on how you define Israel. I mean, like remember earlier in the show, oh, no, you don't remember William, but I mean, um, you know, if if Charlie someone defines. Yeah, if accepting Jesus, if that is how you define Israel, that Charlie in Florida said, and that's completely different, of course. But All yeah, right. for, right. as far as a, a home for the Jewish people to continue their their evil uh, Talmudic-based uh, Jewish uh, cult, yes, you know, cool. I, yeah. I, I wouldn't yeah. even call it a yeah. religion. Yeah, yeah, I want to say, you know, actually, Dr. Patrick Slattery made an amazing point. I heard it a while ago, but this is a really fascinating thing. That question, right, that's a question they've always asked for decades. Do you question Israel's right to exist? And this is why I understood. So the fact of the matter is no nation technically has a, quote, right to exist, right? Nations exist. They were created. I think they were created by God. God created the world, and then nations and he wanted people there to be nations organized that way. Okay, so the question about right to exist, right? They were always asking that question. Do you challenge Israel's right to exist? Actually, you're right, William. Uh, no, they don't actually have a, Just like no nation technically has some kind of, what is the right to exist? You either Sarah, exist or I, you don't exist, right? And, and I, uh... but, 
But this, this nation, which has caused so much terror and is in the middle of a mass genocide, yeah, I think they have forfeited their right to exist, in my opinion. Yeah. I have a late caller jumping on, Max in New York. Max, what's on your mind? We're already in World War Three. Are you there? Yeah, depending on how someone defi- defines it. But yeah, I mean, in a, in, a, in a certain sense, sure, you could call this a World War Three. No, I mean this in the absolute literal sense. And I've been trying to tell people this now for 20 years. This is why I really don't get along with anybody. But I've, I, I laid in bed one night, and I contemplate a lot of things. I apply weights and measures. I'm like, what's the most pressing issue? <clears throat> well, something that's going to directly impact your health and most likely kill you, right? So, jeez, uh, uh, that Jewish medicine, why is everybody dying? So, like, you know, I pull up this link. Um, oh, it's Death by Medicine or something. Uh, it's signed by five doctors, Gary Knowles, one of them. But they all put this research together of all the drugs and every modality of medicine that injures you and kills you. And they even added the amount of money people spend on the stuff. But the, the death rate, and this, is, this has to be conservative, and this was, I think, 20 years ago. They were saying 2 million people a year, which is roughly 5,000 Americans a day, die from medical mistakes. 5,000 people a day die from medical mistakes. And I've been trying to tell people this for 20 years, so it's like, the reason why they have to bring immigrants in is that the white people have been so successful at killing themselves off with alcohol, booze, uh, drugs, whatever, narcissism, not caring about political issues such as this. But uh, the way to get to Israel is get to the bar lawyers in the Congress and start calling up your representatives going, I object to all this. But thanks for the uh, chance. Yeah, yeah, thank you, Max. Yeah, call again. I just, I just, you as well. I just know that, you know, now, of course, Jewish power has London, they have New York, they have Ukraine. Yeah, well, thank you, William, and, and thank you, uh, Joe. Folks, please support us. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and click on that donate page so that we will speak again soon and transcend the construct regards hello 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 from beautiful colorado my name is samuel jung and i am currently the lead shilajee hunter and master herbalist for colorado shilajee company in this video series i will be discussing what we believe is the greatest of all adaptogenic superfoods and the single greatest natural healing remedy gifted to us by mother earth I think you too will become as excited by this incredible substance called Shilajee as we were and are after our discovery of this amazing gift right here in beautiful, colorful Colorado. You may already know Shilajee by other names. Shilajit, Momio, Momi, Mami, Mineral Pitch, Asphaltum, and others. Shilajee literally translates to destroyer of weakness and conqueror of mountains. Shilajee has been in use for thousands of years and is considered as the highest valued cure-all of any earthly substance. Look for the gold mountain and medical symbol logo in banners on republicbroadcasting.org to watch the full video and see more information. Use code GORBN when ordering. That's G-O-R-B-N. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth. 